Well, welcome to another podcast right here at Crossroads Community Church. I'm Steve Hollis, and with me is Eddie Hammond. And we are glad that you've joined us today. And uh, it's been a week where uh, Eddie's had a little bit of chance to get away. He, um, he had a little bit of R&R in the woods, and that's uh, he loves it uh, in an area where in Illinois where he's able to get away and, and uh, reset, recenter. And so we're glad you did that, and um, I'm sure that you, in some some sense of the of the meaning, you would like to still be there, but uh, there's other things in which it presses upon your heart as well, and that is uh, coming back and um, spreading the word of God and continuing to uh, press into His heart, and uh, we know that you're uh, so at that, and we are so grateful for that. Um, so, well, and part of my big concern is when I'm gone that my brothers like uh, Rich and Bill Snodgrass will run amok. Running amok, and in fact, you know, I, I considered having them, uh, having someone come and help me with the podcast last week, but... You should have had those guys. The amok. Yeah, Sounds like a Dr. Seuss, uh, the muck brothers. But, um, yeah, it... it it uh, it is be- we have to be careful we have to be careful you know we got to kind of set the stage for them we got to make sure that everything's nice and tidy for when they come in and if they do run amok we're able to get make sure that they we have a way out of it That's exactly right. <laughs> so <laughs> well anyway uh, it is good to have you back pastor and I'm glad that you're with me today and and um, how was your time did you have a good time I did I did I saw some healthy black snakes did you? So the black snake population in uh, Illinois is doing well. I mean, oh, wow. six footers. Woo. I mean, they were dandies. I didn't bother them because yeah. uh, they eat mice. Yeah. And yeah, unruly small children. But. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, these are dandies, I'll tell you. <laughs> Troy, I, Troy, whose cabin I was close to when I saw it, he, he said, Yeah, he said, I saw it skin in my shed. Great big skin where his yeah, shed oh, skin, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, we had it. It is just sitting on that porch in the quietness, and watching you drag that big fish in. So caught a whale. Steve caught a whale. So. Well, I I was able to go over there for a day. It was on Saturday. Uh, Eddie's birthday was on Friday. Happy birthday, by the way, Pastor. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, and uh, appreciate on, everybody that wished me happy birthday. Yes, and on Saturday I was able to go on over. Well, it's Friday night, and uh, my oldest son. Um, went out with me in the morning uh, my youngest son was debating on it and um, after the time we had I think we caught around 12 fish um, and I think he would have liked to have been with us after all but uh, nonetheless Elijah was with me and we were getting some Texas rigs going on our, our poles that's a, uh, a rubber worm on the, on the end of a large hook kind of wrapped around makes it weedless and you can uh, fish for bass that way, and so we were after those th- that morning. And Elijah had tossed out a couple of times. I was getting my my uh, pole ready, and first cast up against some reeds, and um, I watched it kind of go down. Just about five seconds worth of that, and the fish grabbed it, started pulling on it. I let the line out. Man, oh man, the thing. He swallowed it. I, I, I swallowed that worm, and when I when I got him and started reeling in, I realized I had him pretty good because he was not. But um, I've been fishing most of my life, and 
And I knew he was pretty big, but when he got up close to the boat, I realized how serious I needed to be now in the next about 30 seconds. <laughs> and so I, uh, I took my time and uh, thankfully brought him in. Man, it was, a, I think it was a, over an eight pound bass. It was very long, 20, 21 inches long. Um, man, I don't know if I've caught a bigger bass, to be honest yeah. with you. But the first cast, that was uh, that made my morning, made my day actually. So it's good stuff. And we've got him. I've got him all cleaned up, and he's he's not going to be on my wall, but he is definitely going to be in my stomach, and no, it might be tonight. Go. So <laughs> we had a good time, though. I had a very good time, and uh, I appreciate you allowing our family to come and infiltrate a little bit. But um, we are uh, glad to be here with you to bring, uh, talk a little bit more about what Pastor Sam brought on Sunday and uh, some other things. And then, of course, look forward to uh, what uh, the Lord has brought Eddie to bring to us this coming Sunday. Before I pray here today, I want to mention a couple of things. If you're not aware of this, you can uh, watch the replays of all the services on uh, crossroads98.com. And in fact, if you just put a forward slash and then replays, so that would be www.crossroads98.com forward slash replays, you can go to where all of our services are have been recorded and, and placed. And I think each one of those services are on there for three months until they just kind of, yeah. we delete those and then go on. Um, but anyway, it's a great way to, to share a service, to keep up with the services. Um, if you can't watch it online because your streaming is just not so good or your internet, you can watch it anytime uh, through data or wireless, uh, uh, your Wi-Fi, and uh, catch those replays and uh, just keep up with what we're doing here and what we're even talking about and the relevancy of our podcast um, and what God has uh, brought through His messengers to us. So... Just wanted to share that with you, and uh, now let's have a word of prayer, and uh, we'll get right into this. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, and thank you for how you continue to work in our lives. I pray that this podcast will be one of those ways, and I pray that you would bless it. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and work through this place, and we give it to you now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Sam had uh, Sam Lewis came as a as a guest speaker uh, this last Sunday. And uh, he spoke about being set apart, and I believe he used First Peter, the second chapter, verse nine, as his reference. Yeah. And uh, Pastor, I don't know if you've got that up or if you want to. Well, how I, you want to bring I, into I it? I guess but. what he, uh, yes, Pastor Sam did a, did a great job. I guess what what really stuck my in my head in my heart in a sense is. I'm kind of reiterating what he said was he used the word peculiar. Oh yeah, peculiar people. First Peter two nine says, well, that was a, a lot of different versions used that uh, New International Version and um, this New Living Translation, which I use a lot. Um, you said it a little different, but I, I you go back to Exodus nineteen five, and it even starts back then. Now, the King James uses the word peculiar here, but the NI, the New Living Translation says this in Exodus 19.5. Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure. Hmm. That's peculiar. They use the word peculiar. I own thought that special was interesting. Treasure. Uh-huh, I like that. 
from among all the nations of the earth, for all the earth belongs to me. And hmm. then he, he, God continues that theme in Deuteronomy. Again, chapter 14, Deuteronomy, verse 2. You have been set apart as holy to the Lord your God, and he has chosen you to be his own special treasure from all the nations of the earth. Hmm. There's that word again. Oh, yeah. Peculiar, peculiar people, same same thing. And then in Deuteronomy 26, uh, verse 18, the Lord has declared today that you are his people. Again, his own special treasure, just as he promised, and then you must obey all his commands. And then we go to Titus, uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 14. He gave us life to free us from every kind of sin to cleanse us and make us his own very own people and mm -hmm. again peculiar yeah totally committed to doing what is right I, I like that concept totally committed everything within us to doing what's right a hundred percent of the time actually not that we always do it but that's what god expected out of us mm -hmm. and in his text in in uh, first peter uh, chapter 2 verse 9 but you are not like that for you are a chosen people you are a kingdom of priests, God's holy nation, his very own possession. This is so you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Yes. And that's why Sam went on and, and did such a good job uh, explaining what peculiar means. Yeah. And he explained it in, 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 very, in a very good way, actually, that made it clear, understood. So you know, as we as we talk about that and 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 set apart to be a peculiar people, um, you know, it, it sometimes I believe that word has a negative connotation. Uh, you're just so peculiar. Yeah, and that's you know? not. Yeah, it's and not, that's not it here. It's almost derogatory sometimes. Exactly. Man, you're weird. Mm, a weirdster. There we as go. Our, as our friend Trudy, that's uses this. <laughs> they're weirdster, weirdsters. That's her. Definition of peculiar, I reckon. So well, when when we do come across that and we think about that word specifically, and I really appreciate you pointing that out because I think that was one of those areas, as we listened to Sam that day and as he brought that out and kind of highlighted that. In fact, I know he did before he stepped into talking about being set apart. We we re we recognized his his uh, highlight on that peculiar word as being something that. As we are set apart, God wants you to know that He has purposefully mm -hmm. set you apart as His treasure. I like that special treasure. That's special like treasure. That. Uh, it's beautiful and and uh, and awesome to be able to embrace that. I think that is the biggest thing that we need to do. That in, in, with the relevancy of of what we're talking about, the holiness of what God is doing. Uh, in, in our obedience and how he wants to set us apart we're, we're of the world but not in it and we're going to be uh, uh, we're the special treasure that in which he he places his will and and helps us to strengthen his uh, kingdom here on earth and uh, well, what a beautiful and, thing you know, looking for God, God from his perspective we see each other a lot of times as sinners and he sees this as his kids. Mm -hmm. He don't see the sin, but Christ has covered it. That's right. I think that's hard for us sometimes to 
to grass. Yeah. A lot of days we don't feel like special treasures. Uh, the pressures of the world, uh, our culture has crowded us in, and we for, we kind of forget that. And uh, sometimes we even get down uh, in the mouth, so to speak, and start feeling sorry for ourselves. We don't, boy, if we could just just in that instance see us again uh, as God sees us, that we are his special treasure set apart from the world in all the wildness in the world that's going on. He set, his, he set us apart. Uh, as a special treasure, I you know I like that we are, and and another thing Sam talked about that I appreciate it really resonated with me is, as he kind of divided it up kind of in, uh, as young Christians, young people are peculiar. In a sense, and we're in this culture to be peculiar because we don't do what everybody else does. We don't follow the set patterns and norms of the world. Right. We follow Christ, and that people will look at us and say, "Man, they're weird." Yeah, but not in a in and in, in I think that that I'll emphasize that sometimes I think that a peculiar or if we if they say weird, uh, and some will, no doubt, yeah. uh, even unto persecution, and and that's interesting in of itself. But here's the thing, the peculiar, the treasure. You know, when I think about that, I think about how that just glistens and gleams mm-hmm. from that treasure. If you think about maybe a treasure chest, yeah. And you think about all the gems, or you think about all the, the rubies and emeralds and all of the Because you always gold. see those like a pirate's yeah, chest right? open with all that stuff. Right, you open listening. that and it's like, you know, ah! Yeah. But anyway, when you think about that, you think about how it it just illuminates, right? It refl- It's just reflecting the light. And that is exactly what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We're reflecting the light, reflecting His image, reflecting the holiness. And, and that's what He wants to do, to not... Um, be a blinding light, uh, I guess sometimes, right, to Saul, to Paul. Yeah. But, um, but to be that light that that at times in people's lives and, and they say, well, that you're just weird, or rather, there's a peculiar interest that I have in you. There is mm-hmm. something about you that's different. There's some, what's going on, you know, and yeah. that's, God will use that through the Holy Spirit's work in you and uh, you know, you know, back when um, DC Talk, remember, um, mm-hmm. you know, Toby, um, DC Talk was had a word, had a song. It was uh, Jesus Freak. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna be a Jesus Freak. You know that type of thing. And he talks about look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because I know that way is if I'm gonna. I'm going to put everything in. I'm not going to leave anything out. I'm going to put it all. I'm going to put my all my life in there and on Christ so that he can reflect from from me. I can reflect him rather. And so yeah, a peculiar. I love that. And thanks for bringing that out in this uh in this podcast. Good stuff because as we do set ourselves apart, we need to understand God is now in that driver's seat, and we can, we can let him through his sovereignty be. Well, we need to be be, all he can be. We need to be continually reminded of it. You know, that's the thing about preaching, um, preaching Christ. It, sometimes you think you're saying the same thing, but it needs to be said mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Wrote over and over. That's how you learn over and over again. You know. You know, and that's what the great preacher said, you know, always preach Christ. 
uh, you try to bring that in every message. I'm working on a message now for the future. Who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. Jesus said that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's important that we all have that answer immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, He's Lord and Savior. That's who He is. He's God with skin on. There shouldn't be any hesitation for believers. Right. Uh, my concern is that there's a lot of people that uh, come to church and appear, but they've never really made that connection in their heart um, because you don't see any fruit. Man, yes. that's a, that is such a, 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 a huge thing to see the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 coming out of people's lives, and then you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's always a contradiction to me uh, to see people who confess Christ that are mean, <laughs> yeah. that never show love, never show compassion, uh, are so self-centered, they're off the chart. That I'm not judging them. I'm just saying that it, it bothers me to see that because right. I, don't, I don't see Christ in, in right. their life. Biggest, biggest compliment anybody can pay another believer is I see Jesus in mm. you. It, absolutely. It's the biggest compliment can ever be paid. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, I didn't mean to get off on. No, no, no. But that's that. that's exactly where this needs to go. That's exactly. Um, I'm reading a book, and and it's uh, it's called The Way of Yeshua. Um, Yeshua is another word or name or the Hebrew name for Jesus, and um, it is about this uh, understanding the love the author. Um, uh, put it together and the and and using all of these scriptures and uh, the the prophecies of of the Old Testament into the new and mm-hmm. where Christ came into the world and and the expression then through his life and then what we what are we to do with this love and and you're hitting it straight on when when he says uh, we need to be that expression in a way that it is um, uh, Reflecting him in such a way that people are are, <laughs> are embracing a love that they that they just that this world just doesn't see on a regular basis. That makes us this peculiar people. I'm going to come all the way around now to it again. That's what makes this mm-hmm. peculiar people as we share that love. So watch what you post, and it all starts from the heart. Yeah. So, and I, and I know I bring that up a lot. What you're posting on social media? What are, what are you saying through a text? You know, behind uh, closed doors at your home. Yeah. You know, how are you living it out? And continue to work on these things. And like I, we're going to bring this around. As God is at work in you, He wants you. He's bringing you closer to the understanding of what it means to be set apart, to continue that process. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'll bring I'll, I'll bring this back around real quick for a little just a quick quip uh, of it and just a reminder. You know, he's he's like that silversmith. He's 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 working uh, on us. This crude piece of metal, this ore, uh, doesn't look like it's worth anything. Looks like a rocky just throw into the ocean. <laughs> sink to the bottom right but he knows better because he sees the he sees the priceless treasure in it and as that heat turns up in our life we have these trials like a great silversmith he he sits over that and he and as we release that crud and the sin and the stuff that weighs us down and is not of silver he's able to ladle in and just take it out 
He's setting us apart. The heat sends it to the top. They call that's it that dross. That's it. Absolutely. You ever hear that word? That's what that means. It's that's it. impurities. That's right. Yeah. Takes that ladle in, he, he pulls it off, and 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 I love this part where he's sitting. The the, the silversmith is sitting over the pure the pot, silver, and <laughs> and and he knows it's pure when he sees his yeah. reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. When when he's when he sees our his God sees his reflection uh, of himself in us. Uh, we're being set apart for him. God's so good. Well, thanks for bringing that. I love that. Peculiar people. That's good stuff. And thanks for digging deeper in that to bring that to us. So as we step into this coming Sunday, uh, you've got a title for this Sunday. It's called uh, How to Grow Through Failure. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what that's going to be and how we are, uh, what we can anticipate for this coming Sunday. Well, I started out, I found this. It says, some time ago, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram ran an article about an interesting notice that was spotted in a small-town uh, barbecue restaurant. Reward, lost dog, three legs, blind in left eye, right ear missing, tail broken, recently neutered, answers to the name Lucky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, If that's true, then we can grow from our mistakes and failures. Lucky must have been either a mighty smart dog or a real slow learner. <laughs> You know, that's that's the thing about a lot of times in this success-oriented and driven society, There, uh, sometimes people will say there's no room for failure. But man, that's how you, that's how you grow. Yeah. If everything you did was right and went, the, went off the first time, you wouldn't learn anything from it. Right. That, that's the point, you know. Um, here's some initial facts about failure. Part of the reason failure is so painful is that it's usually accompanied by two pressures that really work us over. One pressure from other people. Man, oh man, I mean, when you fail, sometimes people will bring that to your attention mm -hmm. and whatever, and then you, the pressure from yourself, you know. And uh, I've got a clip about famous failures. It, it, it's just, it's pretty amazing, the people in life that all failed. You know, I don't know how many patents Edison had before he finally got the got the light bulb but but here you know um, you fail many times although you may not remember you fell down the first time you tried to walk you almost drowned the first time you tried to swim did you hit the ball the first time you swung a bat heavy hitters the one who hit the most home runs strike out a lot rh macy failed seven times before his store in new york caught on english novelist john creasy got 753 rejection slips before he published 564 books. Babe Ruth struck out 1,330 times, but he also hit 714 home runs. You know, that's... Uh, Jesus said, come to me, all you're weary and heavy laden, and I will give a rest. You know, and that's the thing. When we, we carry all this load of failure around on our backs and, it, and we can't release it, you know, mm -hmm. it starts to work on us pretty good, but we got to give, you know, give that to Jesus. In Psalm 103, David gave us encouraging and practical counsel. We need to come to Christ and put down that load. His advice centers around five crucial areas, and I'm going to go up. I'm not going to go through those verbatim, but here's the five areas. Responsibility. Your reaction is your responsibility. It's how we react to failure. Mm -hmm. The second one is replacing blame. Focus. The second one is focus. first one is responsibility. The second one is focus. 
replacing blaming yourself with claiming God's grace. There's a difference there. And then the third one, security. Count on the Lord's constant understanding and complete forgiveness. And then the next one's perspective. That's number four. Refuse to compare yourself with other people. Man, oh man, what a what a deal that can be in our lives. And then five is morale. Continue to obey the Lord. So that's, you know, and here's some lessons that, to, that we learn that affects our tomorrows. Number one is control your expectations. And two, leave the results with God. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much, you know, I know I hurried through that, but that's kind of what we have to fail to succeed, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. Well, here's a very interesting it's just how God works, and I, 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 I just love it. I don't always look at this leadership promise for every day by John Maxwell. I don't uh-huh. always read the day's promise for leadership, but I, I do, and I keep it close to me. And I today, I'm like, okay, where are we at? And and I found September second. And I briefly looked at it, and I did a double take, and you were speaking, and I grabbed it again. i got to share this. Here's the title. When you fail, <laughs> fail forward. Yeah. Here's, here's what uh, it gets into, and I'll just read this little quick, uh, quick bit. Everybody fails, errors, and makes mistakes. You've heard the saying, to err is human, to forgive divine. Alexander Pope wrote that over 250 years ago. And he was also paraphrasing an ancient saying that was common during the time of the Romans. Recently, I came across something called rules for being human. I think several of these describe well the state we're in. Rule number one, you will learn lessons. Rule two, there are no mistakes, only lessons. Rule three, a lesson is repeated until it is learned. Rule four, If you don't learn the easy lessons, they get harder. Rule five, you'll know you've learned a lesson when your actions change. Now, you see, writer Norman Cussens was right when he said, the essence of man is imperfection. Failure is simply a price we pay to achieve success. If we learn to embrace that new definition of failure, then we are free to start moving ahead and failing forward. It's interesting how God uses everything. That was today. And that, that's, yeah. And here's the podcast, and we're getting ready to hear about how to grow through failure and, and what God has placed on your heart. You know, we are imperfect. You know, we just talked about being set apart and, and becoming holy as He is holy and, and going through this process. And, and our failures do not define us, but we do know that what defines us is greater than these failures. But we do go through tests. How are we going to continue to move forward? And God is at at work in us, each one of us. Satan wants to destroy that and take each failure and knock us down with insecurities. That's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy you. He wants to get you thinking all gummed up thoughts and, and messed up. But God wants to do the opposite. Yeah, that's for sure. He, Satan wants us to think that we are losers. But we've got the victory. Amen. We can have the victory now and we'll have it forever. That's the point. We are winners. You know. Yeah, yeah I... Uh, 
I see it this way. If we're not failing at something, we're really not moving forward. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're, uh, constant or, or, uh, what's the, um, I don't mean constant, um, we're like a neutral or something almost. Yeah, and in fact, I've heard somebody say um, water. A, a plateau <laughs> yeah. is the birth or the beginning of a decline, yeah. right? Uh, so as we continue to grow and as we look towards uh, the, the future, even our present time right now, the best way to grow is by keeping yourself connected to the Word of God, connection to the, to the vine uh, of Jesus Christ and the Father. And connecting with the Holy Spirit. That's some good stuff. And, and I, we're looking forward to hearing what God has placed on your heart so that we can move forward with, with well, this you life. Well, think about David as the example, how many times he failed. And some of the horrendous things that, uh, that he did. But he was a man after God's own heart. And God kept, kept working with him until mm-hmm. he got him where he, maybe he wanted him to be. And... Uh, and that's the way it is with us, that our lives, we look back and we reflect on the failures, but then we see how that got us to where we are today. Right. Actually. And you know what, just something that just came to my mind when you were, when you're talking about that, I want to, I want to bring it around to what we talked about earlier about Jesus's love and how are we reflecting it. Sometimes when we fail, we work through the process, we go through it, and come out the other side. What are you doing, and this is just a hypothetical question to everyone out there, and myself included, what, what are we doing with other people's failures? Mm-hmm. Is there grace? Yeah. Is there mercy? Is, what about your husband? What about your wife? What about your child? How do you react? Um, are you being proactive by being in the Word to understand that you are setting a precedence for yourself that when something comes in front of you, you know how to react? Mm-hmm. And when we see it on a broader scale and we see somebody fail um, in this nation, maybe one of the leaders, um, are we immediately immediately going to you know grab some kind of device and and uh, put our two cents in and and uh, throw that out there or are we going to be praying for the individual yeah. that that they will truly um, humble themselves and come before the father yeah. and 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 uh, ask for forgiveness and and be repentant and all these kind of things so anyway I just it, it, it came back to my mind that you know, our own failures, yes, but what about others, and how are we reacting and, and interacting with that? So, well, we got to keep in mind too that what Paul said is, "When I'm weak, God is strong." That God can work through these failures. Yes. So. Absolutely. Well, Pastor, why don't you pray for us as we step out of this podcast? Father, we love you, and uh, Lord, I repeat this every day: how thankful I am that you put up with the likes of me. <laughs> Uh, in my imperfection and uh, you continue to work on me as Steve talked about silver and the silversmith and to get the dross out but boy some of it sticks uh, and you have to use a scrub brush on it to to kind of scrub it out of there and that's um, that's painful 
And I thank you for it. I thank you for that this, today. And Lord, as we think about, uh, we are peculiar people and we need to be reminded constantly of who we are in you and what a great opportunity and responsibility you've placed on your children to be light and salt in this world, uh, to help love people and bring them to an understanding of you. And, and, and in that process, Lord, we do fail a lot. And uh, help us to learn through those failures, Lord, and to grow stronger and what not to do and what to do. So we thank you for that. And thank you for Steve and uh, this, uh, I thank you for the church. I thank you for all those that take part here and are involved in uh, helping us become what we need to be in you. Thank you for Sam coming to speak with us, Lord. I pray that you can give him guidance and direction in his life as well. And, and for us, and as we look forward to Sunday of uh, your message and your music, uh, we just love you and give you praise and glory. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Well, thanks, Pastor, for being with me here today. And we are hoping that you are receiving a blessing from these podcasts. Um, we do ask that if you feel that you can and would want to, go ahead and share that uh, link or uh, the podcast with someone as they need um, a good word, maybe. And, uh, and just be praying about that. How can I share the Word of God with someone or maybe a good word? And that might be just through one of these podcasts. Well, thanks for being with us today, and until next week, we will say goodbye, and God bless you. May the love of Christ shine from you today. Amen. Amen. We'll see you.